Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Uh, today's a bit of a different one. I'm just joined by Lockie today. Lockie, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, so today, Lockie and myself are going to be just running through a mock draft. So currently we have joined a, an eight-man draft and what we're going to be doing is just running through some of the picks that we're going through between rounds uh, one to 17 in a general squad and just discuss uh, throughout the time just why we're doing those picks, how picks are happening with other teams and what our thought process is as we go through the draft. Uh, Lockie, from what you see currently, we're currently, what, we're number five in this draft at the moment. Yeah. Um, of eight, what are, you, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? Yeah, not a bad spot there. Um, we're pretty good on the return as well. So I think at um, at number five, we can probably get someone decent like a Teddy or a Crichton or a Maddo. And I'm um, I'm really looking at Crichton because I don't think we'll get someone at Teddy. Um, Crichton appeals to me because he's his dual position, which I've mentioned before. And um, yeah, kind of froth that. So hopefully we can get a decent hooker on the return and sneak like an Appy or a Harry Grant. So I really like our position as opposed to you know, someone at like three or four, maybe two, three or four. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good body. I think you're right. So the draft starts in what, just under five minutes. Uh, yeah. We're currently just looking at what kind of players we'll pick up, I guess. So like you said, uh, probably picking up a Crichton or a Maddo first round pick in number five, and then, yeah, hopefully sneaking a hooker that second round pick. But it'd be interesting to see how many people are in this eight men uh, league are active just to see if Haas will come through to the second round or if someone's going to nab him in the first round or if someone's auto-picking and, you know, he's going to pick up Cam McInnes or Bain Haas yeah. in the first round. Yeah, it'd be very different as well in an eight-man league compared to, like, your 16-man leagues. And I'm pretty sure there's 20-man leagues as well, which are ridiculous. Never done one of them before. I think that'd be crazy because you're just getting down to the... You're scraping the barrel. You're playing bench players as you're starting in your starting position. So... Yeah, can uh, I don't know. Can you have twenty full? Yeah. You can't have twenty full teams, right? You can't. That's yeah, I think you can, but like you're really, you know, banking on bench players to to play for you, or yeah, or you know, you're in people getting injured and snagging someone who's going to come into a starting spot off the RFAs, and yeah, I think it'd be very hard. You have to be very active throughout the season in a twenty man league, but an eight man should be pretty cruisy. Hopefully, you end up with a pretty good team. Hopefully, yeah. score somewhere around the consistent seven hundreds. You would think so. I mean, with the six again rule, the scores have just been insane over the last year. So I'm assuming with only eight teams, you should be getting players that will be averaging between 45 to 70, really. <laughs> like yeah, Your whole team roughly. will be full of them. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good indication, though, just of a, doing a doing an eight-man league uh, kind of mock draft, just to see how picks happen and see what's going through people's minds when they're actually making the picks. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested to see when we get to the later stages or so around your, your like 14 to 17 type picks because that's generally where what makes or breaks your season uh, other than your first round pick, really. If you don't get a good captain, that's generally a big big uh, fall down for the season. And if you don't pick up those really uh, risky players or players that could potentially pay off in the later rounds is generally what you, what uh, makes or break your, breaks your season. I, I tend to find these um, small man leagues really hard. Like last year, I just joined a random league and got in with four. There was a four player league, and it was really hard to pick. Uh, like because all the players are just tapped at this stage. Like the people in your RFAs were just people you'd absolutely be you'd be snapping up. But um, yeah, I find it really hard. But ended up coming away with the dub um, against these poor <laughs> randoms. 
Um, Cameron well, McInnes picking him up off the RFAs because he was injured at the start of the season was a saviour for me. He was so good. But I mean, like, for if you're in a four man league, like, you're, everyone's team's just going to be absolute guns. Like, the only thing that's going to differentiate you is if you've got risky players that'll score like an 81 week or average. Yeah, and that's, that's what I was doing was like the person who had Payne Haas just sort of dominated the season. Yeah. Um, and then towards the back end of the year, I was, you know, trying to captain different people who I thought were going to just based on matchups. Um, yeah, I think that's what you have you, to do. You can come yeah. away with sneaky wins against people who actually have better teams than you. Yeah, in draft, especially when you've got a good free agents list. So if you've got like a, an eight-man or a 10-man league, there's generally some good average players on the free agents list. And you just, yeah, look for those matchups and... Yeah, they can generally like if you pick up a good winger fullback or a center on their day, like when you're picking up players against the Bulldogs last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pick them up on their day and they'll score you good points. So you've just got to yeah. Yeah, look at those matchups to get you the win. So we're just under a minute now till the draft starts. Um, any last thoughts, I guess, before we get get started? Nah, look, I'm really hoping some people are auto picking here and um, take people like Cameron McInnes and Payne Haas really early. So and maybe Cody Walker even early means that we oh, can yeah. maybe sneak away with um, some really good picks here, I think. Yeah, so, yeah intrigued be... to go. Haven't really thought too much about my late our late round picks, but I've got some players that I'd like to keep my eye on. I think that you'll be able to snag, you know, some, some good backs here as well. Um, yeah. Know, AJ Brimson and, and the likes. The thing is, we can't give too much away, right? We're doing our draft a week and a half from now, so we've got to kind of keep most of our picks <laughs> tight to the chest. Doing it for the fans, <laughs> mate. Doing it for the fans. <laughs> We're doing this for everyone else, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh, okay. And oh, here we go. it's just started, right? Oh, let's see how quickly players start to go. Um, Imagine if we could snag a Damien Cook here as well. He's pick number six at the moment currently. So let's say the first five teams like auto pick or something, or they just, uh, you know, don't really understand and just pick these first five. First, first five players or first four players, we could snag a Damien Cook. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be nice. Yeah, um, nice. I don't think this guy's this first guy's here to be honest. He would have picked surely by now, and you're definitely picking Nathan Cleary. Um, I think first pick one minute. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the the turns are only one minute, so it should go pretty quickly. It's definitely uh, a snake as well, isn't it? Yep, correct. So we'll get even though we're positioned fifth. I mean, we'll get two picks in eight turns, I think it is, or seven turns, something like that, yeah, something which like is that. pretty standard if you're around four or fifth pick in a eight-man league. So yeah, the first guys, people, yeah. First people who haven't done a draft before, the snake sort of just means that it comes, you know, when it gets to pick number eight, then eight gets the, the pick number eight gets the first pick of the next round and yep. works the way back up. But looks like we're going to have a lot of auto-pick teams here. <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit unfortunate, but it does help us. Yeah, no, that's fine. It means we can have a good team. We'll get good first-round picks. I tend to find that people jump on towards um, the later rounds as well. They miss the first few and maybe jump on later, which is all right. Fine by me anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So how do you normally pick your first two rounds or three rounds, really? Yeah, look, as I've mentioned before, I really like a captain that I know is going to be consistent. So I tend to pick... Um, at, in my, at least my first two picks, a some sort of forward who I know is going to score me 50 every week. So you know, I'm looking at the likes of Jake Dubrovic, Angus Crichton, Jason Tamalolo, usually, um, Maddo, you know, those sorts of players. And then um, a half normally I quite like, like to pick. Um, 
just because it's such a scarce position and, you know, usually is. Um, you know, considering I've never had a, a really high draft pick ever, um, I can't ever get a, you know, a hooker in the first few rounds. So always tend to be scraping the barrel. In the last few years, I've had someone like the likes of Michael Leisha, Robbie Farah. Um, last year, I don't remember who I had. Yeah, big, but, big, uh, big oof. No yeah, couple picks. Yeah, hurts. Who just went then? So we, oh, this Cook guy just, just picked. What did, how do we Number three it? just went for Cook. So it's McInnes. Yep. It's gone clear in McInnes Cook. So yes. hopefully, so if this guy takes Payne Haas, we're taking DCE. If or... yeah, if he takes Payne Haas as an auto pick, which I don't know, the last guy did pick Cook, so pretty pretty fair pick. Yeah. Um, if he takes Haas, I think we probably go a DCE, right? I think yeah, having think a very consistent half that controls their team, like DCE does for Manly, he'll be doing everything there. Yeah. Uh, and DCE, he has actually picked DCE, so which is a fair call, to be honest. Uh, which leaves us with the interesting decision if we go for Teddy or Crichton, because I think they're the two that you choose from here. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, look, much for muchness here, I think. Yeah, I think the safe bet is Crichton, right? He'll be yeah. He's a base stats man. He won't uh, be up and down like Teddy will. Um, he's going to be my captain, I think, for the start of the year anyway, set and forget sort of thing. In your classic team? Yeah, uh, in, you know, this even draft as well. If you can get him, yeah. Yeah. Righto. We'll pick him up in the... Ooh, ooh, we'll probably pick him up on the edge, edge. I think, because there's yeah. a lot more middle forwards. That's an interesting thing to talk about as well. Like, where do you pick up um, some of these players that are dualies, uh, especially in difficult positions like your edges and your hookers? You really want to fill those up, I guess, quickly, Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it's kind of handy having a, a dual position player as well, especially as your captain. Um, you can yeah. makes your bench, um, you know, a little more flexible. I thought it would show on the screen here where, like, who's getting picked when they're yeah, getting I picked. It would too. Um, Strange that it doesn't, to be honest. You can only just does. see it because they disappear. It normally does on the on the. Oh, app. here we go. I've got to I've got to oh, show the bottom here. Draft order. I see. There you go. No, I'd say we're going to have a lot of auto picks here. Well, the first two were auto picked yeah, so we've far, only had and then one other player who's active, and the other person no. must have had a draft list. The, DC, think... the guy who picked DCE. No, he he picked. There was twenty seconds left, and he actually picked. So oh, okay. this guy's also an auto auto pick as well because he's picked up Payne Haas, which is fair enough pick to be fair. You'd kind of cop that. I mean, he, he went in the first round. I think it's fair that he goes in the first round. He's only missing the first four games, and he's what... I think Kevy said he's only going to drop a couple of minutes a game, so it's not it's not beyond end or if he goes first round. I still think he's probably going to average around the 55 to 60 mark. Yeah, you'd understand that. So what have we got? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six picks. We are the sixth pick, and so at the moment we're looking at someone like a Madison or an Appy, which is interesting. Yeah, so second round, if Maddo and Appy are there, what do you what do you think on our turn? I think we probably go Appy, right? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Appy. If we can get a good 80 minute hooker here, that's huge. Yeah, I don't see the Panthers having anyone on their bench to cover for Coruscant. Who'd they have? They usually had Mitch Kenny. But... Mitch Kenny, but he came towards the end of the year when Appy was cooked. So yeah, yeah, I think that Appy's a good pick. And look, worst comes to worst, even if he goes, I think we can. What oh, interesting thoughts. What's your thoughts on Ben Hunt as like a third round pick if he gets to us? 
Oh, Ben Hunt. Um, Doing I can all the say that probably. Yeah, I can say I've not had any thoughts on Ben Hunt at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> pretty safe to say. I don't he's know. A dual it's a position player. Makes it very interesting. Yeah, he's a hard one to pick because he was good when McInnes was playing lock and he was playing hooker. But now that he's back in the halves, does he have the same impact is the question. Um, less. Uh, probably less. Uh, lower floor. Wouldn't, yeah, not getting as many tackles like he would have at hooker. I mean, he was always on the ball, even though he should have been on the ball in ha- in the halves. Like, Intrigued to see whether they do. Like, Oh, Andrew McCulloch. That's right. I forgot they. Yes. Keep forgetting Andrew McCulloch is a thing. So does McCulloch play 80 at the Dragons? Yeah, that's that's the thing because it depends how they're going to play Jack Bird and you know yep. they, if they have another utility on the bench. By all um, accounts, it looks like uh, Jack Bird's playing in the centres actually and that uh, Max Fee guy, he's actually going to be left out of the squad at the moment. Yeah, and then if they have a utility, then they play someone like um, Billy Bruton or someone like that on their bench. Yeah. But if not, I mean, I mean, they could run with uh, what Jaden Sullivan on the bench then. Tristan Saylor. Yeah, I mean that means that Hunt could move to hooker to give McCulloch a break, and they could come in at five eight or something like that. It always frees up a bit of rotation there, and knowing that he is uh, is able to play that role has probably helped helped his fantasy prospects. To be honest, Mm. I I, it's a bit of a risk. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd go him. I wouldn't go in the first or second round, to be honest, but in a, it depends how many players you've got in your league, really. Yeah. If you've got a lot of players in your league, you might have to go in second round. If you've got, like, up to 16-man uh, league. I don't know. It's an interesting one. We'll, we'll see if he's actually there. So, so far, we've got through the first round. And Who's we're just been picked up? Tamalolo just got picked up as first pick of the second round. Who was the last two of the first round? Uh, so James Tedesco went seventh and yeah. Cody Walker auto-picked on eight. Yeah, huge. That's good. Which is nice because I don't see Cody Walker being a huge scorer no, neither do this I. season. Although, or, you know, he proved a lot of us wrong last season. But um, yeah. Yeah. There's some big yeah, picks here still to go, I think, in like even our third round, third and, third and fourth round picks are going to be big. Yeah. I like, I'm liking the looks of this here. Iron I off mean, Nathan Brown. Right now? No, no, no. After, hopefully we can get Appy here. As your third rounder. And then um, Nathan Brown on the turn. Yep, so I've just picked up Jake Trebojevic at number 10. I suppose we should probably start just counting them out as they're called, as they're picked, um, just to get an idea of what number they're coming out as. So Jason Tamalolo, we had him at 10, I think, or something like that? Yeah, we had him at 10. He's gone at number nine, and Jake Trebojevic, who we had a bit further down the list, has gone at 10. Yeah, we had him at um, 15. We had him at 15. But I, I don't mind. Oh, actually, there's still some big picks there. To, so to this this guy on the 11th pick, he auto-picked his first round. Uh, Harry Grant. Yeah, so most likely he's going to get Harry Grant at number 11, which leaves us with... Well, the next highest average is Tohu Harris, but we've got Tohu Harris... Um, Ryan Madison and Afi Kurosawa, the next three. Uh, what do yeah, you think? Yeah, we're averaging 60. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Appy, considering the hooker um, situation, I yeah, that gets that sort of over and done with. And then maybe we can snag late, like a Connor Watson or someone like that, someone 
for our bench who might be able to just Bit of a utility the odd chance. Yeah, that um Appy gets injured or something like that, rest him for a week. Yeah, I agree. Appy straight into the squad there. Good to pick up a hooker in the second round if you can. Especially if Damian Cook goes first round, which he should. Yeah. In most leagues. So Appy Curacao at number twelve. The other thing as well on this is if you pick up another hooker late, um like let's say Wade Egan, you pick him up at like, you know, your eighth or your ninth round pick just because there's, you know, he's probably the best option there. He's good trade bait as well. That's something else that I like to think of in my in my league as well, is if there's if there's no hooker options, and I know some people are going to be desperate for you know, a hooker option because I can see the way they're drafting, kind of pick him up for a little bit of a trade bait and um, try and snag someone, someone decent, because considering how rare hookers are as well. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. I think it's going to be hard to find uh, hookers this, this year that are going to be averaging 45-plus. Yeah. Even some of your others, like Connor Watson, probably should be in the utility role that he's in at the Knights. But um, the likes of like Jaden Braley, uh, Blake Braley, the you know just those like forty to fifty minute hookers that find it sometimes hard to break that um, barrier. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna Reed be Marnie the only ones. As well. No, I think Reed should he should hit fifty depending on if there's a like a Will Smith or something on the bench in number fourteen at Parramatta. Uh, he but... probably plays sixty minutes. Yeah, I, he was playing 80 last year, so if he does get a bit of demotion to 60 minutes, then it'll be a bit of a hit on his points, considering he was like a PPM of 0. 0.6 or 7. Yeah. Um, anyway, just as we were talking, Ryan Madison went at number 13, and David Fafida went at number 14. So um, someone's he was down yeah, at, wow. I think, he was like yeah, down at another 15 30s. picks. Yeah. yeah. So he's gone a bit early, which is good. I think that's fair, though. David Fafida going that early, I think. I can understand why that guy's made that pick. Yeah, me too. He's yeah, he's only going to get better, I think, at the Titans, especially in an underwhelming uh, Broncos outfit where um, he was having to do a lot of the work, a lot of the brunt work there. Yeah. He'll be given a bit more space, hopefully, at the Titans and definitely, hopefully, get more uh, attacking stats. Yeah, geez, and... we're going to be left with a pretty interesting um, position for our, for our next pick here, I think. We've got seven. Who just went down? Yeah, so Tohu uh, Harris Tohu just went Harris. at number 15. Yep. So we've got six, well, six picks, and we've got the next seven or eight, um, Paddy Carrigan, Kalen Ponga, Yo, Mitch Moses, Frizzell, Ben Hunt, Dylan yeah, Brown, looking, and Nathan Brown. It's looking like Ben Hunt might be actually a good pickup at the hooker half. Um, yeah, it's very intriguing. There. I'm, just, I'm just looking. So the guy that's got a pick now, he's the last pick of the second round. He auto-drafted his first two picks, so he's probably going to be auto-drafting Carrigan and Ponga here, just at the top of the order. Yeah, fair enough, too. You don't mind that. So we have a we have an edge who's a captain, and we've got a hooker in Api Curacao who's just a set-and-forget kind of, unless there's barring injuries, he's, you know, no no issues there. You don't even need to think about him. Mm. Uh, what position do you think is most crucial um, to fill now? Um... Probably a half. You probably want a decent half in there. Um, in saying that, though, I don't want to go and search for the next best half if there's a pre-tapped, um, you know, forward in there. You know, like your Ryan Madison or yeah. you know even a David Clemmer. If they're just Ooh. sitting there and your next best um, half is like a Dylan Brown or a Jack White, yeah. I'd pick up a 
a forward instead. Personally. Yeah, so we're going to have to cut you off there. So, Kalen Ponga, now the auto picks have kicked in. Kalen Ponga is gone. First pick of the round three. Isaiah Yo at 18. Cam Munster at 19. And Ben Hunt goes at 20. So now it's our pick. Ooh. We've got 40 seconds. Uh, we've got Moses, Mitch Moses at the highest average player there. Um, um, Brown here. Yeah, what a oh, I'm I'm feeling a Nathan Brown I in the middle there. Season, I think he's going to be huge. So I really like that pick. Yeah, I think Nathan Brown. There are some good utility or well, halves. I think this year. I think there's a lot of halves that you can kind of yeah. rely on. So I think Nathan Brown's a good good. Even pick. if we can snag like a Luke Keary late as well, I think yeah. that could be kind of big. Um, you know, it, given he's injury free and he recovers from this um hammy injury, no worries. I think that he'll be pretty big this year. Um, okay. Auto picks are coming thick and fast now. So we took Nathan Brown at 21. Mitch Moses goes at 22. Tyson Frizzell, 23. Dylan Brown, 24. David Clemmer, 25. And Kyle Flanagan at 26. And uh, Isaiah Papali is an auto pick yes. at 27. Love that. Huge. You'd love to Righto. see that. Righto, we've got Tau fourth round Ooh. pick now. Far out. Obviously not going to take Aiden Tolman at the top there. That's just a... No, you're not looking at any of those top five, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, I think, well, Johnson's out till mid, mid-year. mid Jack Whiten, oh, not not a bad shout in Jack Whiten. Bit risky, but could pay off. Adam I think Rose, if we're looking at... I think. Yeah, I think if we're looking at our middle forwards, uh, we couldn't go wrong. We couldn't... It might be good to go with a Cam Murray uh, yeah. type with the DPP middle oh, and edge Julie. there. Papali, or Papali. Murray, Twal. Or oh, Adam Reynolds. Pick it a twelve. If you don't take um, twelve here, he's going to go later. But I think yeah. you go Cam Murray. I think it's more yeah, of a safer Julie. bet. Yeah, and we'll take him on an edge. Thank you. Which sews up our edge pretty pretty nicely. Uh, we got boy. Crichton and Cam Murray on our edge. That is a very very tidy edge. We're going to have to start looking at a half here at some stage. I think so. I think our next pick's probably a half. And then we, although the next like 20 odd players are middle forwards, really. Mm. Um, Josh McCarley goes at 29. Yeah. Hopefully, Aiden Tolman goes here early as well. I think so. With the auto picks, it probably will. Oh, this guy is picking, so he's having a look around. What do you think of, uh, what do you think of Luciano Lelua? Good pick? Oh, no, I don't like him. Uh, I don't like him as a fantasy in fantasy prospect this year. Yeah, look, no, I think there's better options. Um, Considering where he is, you know, if you scroll sort of just down past him, Paul Vaughan, people, he's like a little more consistent. Um, Who else we got? Jastavanga. Jastavanga. He's very low. Takiaho, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think Takiaho and Tavanga, surprisingly low in this order, considering what they can normally average. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you, they could go a lot earlier. Their, their current averages are sitting around the low 40s and they could be easily averaging 50 plus. Yeah, Just agree. touching on Luciano Leilua, he's only in 2% of teams, but his average is sitting around a 50. And I and and given his like last... Oh, actually, I better go back to the draft here. Uh, Pappenhausen's just gone at 30. Tolman at 31. Ooh. Yeah, Pappy, nice and early. Andrew McCulloch at 32, Jack White at 33, and Sean Johnson auto-picked at 34. If we could snag a twile here as well. I think Ooh. we might at the moment. I it's think we like will it. too. He's a mid as well. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Although these two guys before us are picking, so and he's taken TPJ at 35. No, I love that. That's good. Um, yeah, so I think he could 
he could still average around that 50 mark this season, I think, just given his season last year. I don't see how he loses that consistency. I know he gets most of his points in tackle breaks and not a huge amount of, uh, of base stats, but he's still quite a, a well-rounded, consistent player. And Adam Reynolds goes at 36. Maybe. Take your boy. I think so. Is, yes, we've actually yeah. got the boy. Yes. He's in. Oh, Alex Twole in our middle that. forwards. Radio. Now we've got an interesting next um next pick here as well. Here we um, Kurt got... Mann at thirty eight, Fodawaker at thirty nine, Luciano Lelua at forty. Yeah. Uh Josh Maguire at forty one. Matt Eisenhuth at forty two because of auto picks, which shouldn't be going that high ever in a draft. Now who and are you thinking? Dylan Edwards at forty three. Okay, Dylan it's a back to us. I think we need to look at a half here. To be honest, we're quite short, and Jerome Hughes seems like the obvious choice. Jerome Hughes, Mitchell Pierce. So of the highest half at the moment. Fogarty. Yeah, it's Jamal Fogarty, really, or Jerome Hughes. I don't think you go on Mitchell Pierce. And the next one there is Paul Turner, who only had a game at the Warriors. So yeah. I think Jerome Hughes, considering Cam Smith's gone, might get a few more kick meters because he did kick in open play. Uh, well, those kick meters are just going to go to Munster and him anyway. I don't see how Harry Grant's going to be doing a lot of kicking. Um, uh, I might snag the odd kick here and there, but I don't mind that as as a pick there. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty safe. And he's looking, he's starting to look a, a lot better yeah. um, there for the Storm Drum. He's had a very good season last year. I think he's a pretty safe bet in the halves. Probably, he'd definitely get you 50 a week. And then what are you thinking next? Do you think like uh, even AJ Brimson here? and look Because he's he's quite up there now. Or... I think so. I think we need a wing of fullback now. I think um, the centers and wing of fullbacks, you can definitely leave to later, just considering the the vast majority will be averaging less than your middle and edge forwards and your hookers and your halves and whatnot. So, yeah, um, I think tennis late. Yeah. It's looking... Yeah, I, th- I think it's looking like a Brimson's probably the next pick. I think centers you can leave just till your last picks. Both centers I don't think you need to even look at until your last two picks most likely, unless there's a gun center sitting there that you just can't yeah. give away, like your Bradman best or something like that. Jeez, uh, Lachlan Lewis is looking pretty juicy here. Sammy D will be happy to hear. He'd be happy, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's count them down. So we had Takiyaho at 45, Brimson Gorn at 46, Reed Mahoney 47, Paul Vaughan 48, Jazz Tavanga 49, and Autopix Tom Starling at 50. What about Nofaluma here? Yeah, you you seem to not give Nofaluma a great rap oh, all the time, but he's a very consistent... Might be the year. Yeah, he's a very consistent winger fullback, and he, he always seems to get a 50 somehow in yeah. a game where he's only, you know, he's on 20 with 10 minutes left, and all of a sudden he scores a try and gets like 10 tackle busts, something ridiculous. Yeah. Otherwise, Josh's boy, James Fisher-Harris. Uh, yeah, we had Fisher-Harris up at number 20, didn't we, in our in our top we 20 did. picks? So yeah, sneaked in. Could be a good shout. Uh, that'll wrap uh, up our middle forwards as well. We might be a very pack-heavy team. Which isn't uh, a bad maybe, thing. Oh, it's not bad at all, but we could also... Is it Jamal some... Fogarty as well? Yeah. Who's top of the wing of fullbacks at the moment? Oh, we've got some uh, good picks here to... Let's have a... So, who just went then? Mitch Barnett at 51. Let's have a little quick look at top of wing of fullbacks. We've got Nofaluma, Phil Sammy, Link Gutherson. <laughs> oh, Charlie Staines, probably not. A T-Shek isn't a bad shout either. Uh, not this round. I think he can go a little bit later. He's at 19... 
right, and so Zach Lomax one. at 52. Very interesting. That's a very high pick for Lomax. I guess someone just wants to get a good player in each position, seems like, yeah. like what he's drafting for, which is not a bad strategy either, but you should definitely go for higher averages and higher scoring players uh, when they're presented. Uh, what are we thinking? We we either get a fullback here in Nofaluma or yeah. we go in our halves in Nofaluma. Yeah, I'm thinking. Even with a Fisher-Harris there, we did raid him. Josh rated him, to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's good. Good to get a good winger fullback that we can definitely yeah, rely so. on. Because, again, halves, we might be able to get someone like Luke Keery or Later on, yeah. maybe even a Jamal Fogarty next pick. Or probably not Jamal Fogarty. The amount of so we've picks. got Mitch Pierce at 50. So we took Nofaluma at 53, Mitch Pierce 54, Fisher-Harris 55, Carl Lawton. Uh, remarkably high on this, considering his average last year at 56. Paul Turner as well, one game, 57. Junior oh Paulo at 58, fair enough. And Jamal Fogarty, we just missed out at 59, auto-picked. Rough. Oh, very, very rough. He's a here, very sneakily T-shek. Yeah, it might be, I think, as a T-shek, or we round out our middles with Tarpany. Oh, man, or, or Tarpany, Ooh, you reckon? Tapia? Yeah, there's a few middle forwards man. here. Yeah. Or Admiral Blake. I honestly think Tshek might be a better be a better pickup. I know it's yeah. his last year, but I think considering how good he is as a winger fullback and the points he can score, I am very, absolutely all for it. Yeah, I think he's a very good pick here. I don't think we'll get him next pick. No, I think he'll T-shake. be gone. Yep. So Tshek goes at number sixty in our mock draft. Wow. Things are starting to quicken up now just because of all the auto yeah. picks, which is good. Clint Gutherson goes at 61 straight away. Yeah, I think it was a good pick, picking t shake He was going to go very quickly. Yeah. I think these guys are looking at winger fullbacks now as well. Gutherson, still a very good pick. Increased his average by 20 points since the yeah. six again rule, which is insane. Uh, and even the new six again rule with play the balls. Um, and even the... the, the um, instead of playing scrums when the ball goes out, it's just to play the ball, that... That's a big change that'll quicken up the game and help him as well. Like the yep. more the ball's in the play for him, the more points he's going to get. So um, it can only improve his point scores. Yeah, and what is it? The six again in the ten? Did you just say that? But yeah, penalties inside quick, the ten. Yeah, yeah, quick tap and go and score a few sneaky tries. Considering how fit Gutho is, he's going to take so much advantage of all these all these um, quick plays and yeah. and whatnot that he's going to be able to take advantage of. I, I think it's going to be great for him, and his stats could even improve this season. Absolutely. So Adam Fanua Blake goes at 62, Lachlan Lewis at 63, Phil Sammy at 64, that's ridiculous. Marty Tapao at 65, Reese Robson at 66. I think a lot of those are auto picks, so don't hold too much weight against those. Um, Reese Robson might not be a bad shout, depends if they have uh, Cotter on the bench for the Cowboys or if even Cotter snags a starting spot. Although in the trial games, Cotter was named at 13. Uh, Not that he'll be playing there with Tamalolo when he's fit. But um, might be an interesting uh, uh, thing to look at for rotations for the Cowboys. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. Who are you looking at here for our next pick? We've got two picks left before us, and we could be able to snag a Joe Tarpany here or even a Georgie Williams. I rate George Williams, but he's, I think, compared to Tarpany, Tarpany's got a bit more upside in the middle. So we just had 
Campbell Graham go at 67 and Bradman <laughs> Best go at 68. So they're People really looking at the their that's fullback fine. centers. That's yeah, that's absolutely fine for us. I think we uh oh Daniel Safidi as well. That's an interesting uh, one. I rated Joe Tarpany over. Yeah, I think I think Joe Tarpany, pretty safe middle. Um higher ceiling. back in the Raiders squad. Yeah, high ceiling. As long as he gets the minutes there, he's gonna be a very consistent scorer. So. And stays fit. Yeah, good point. He does get injured quite a bit, which can be a bit of a risk. But um, that's our hooker, middle, and edges done. That's very good, I think. Half centers and one more wing or fullback. Yep. Now, what sort of halves we got left? Maybe to snag a good cheeky half here. So let's read them out as they go, I guess. So Jake Friend at 70, Daniel Safidi at 71, Corey Norman at 72. Regan Campbell-Gillard, 73, and George Williams, 74. Oh, Charlie Stane, 75. Very high. Yeah, it comes back to us very quickly. They're all auto-picks on the opposite end. Oh, what have we got going? So we've got a, I think a half, maybe even a center here would be good. We've got a Jerome Luai. He had a very inflated um, average but towards the back end of last season. I don't know if he's going to keep that up. Yeah, I know Josh reckons that he will. Um, what if you got if you scroll down a There's little There's a giant bit. arrow. Who could yeah, be a good chap, but we've already finished up our middles. We don't really Adam want to be Elliot. picking a bench player. We, yeah, we don't really <laughs> want to be picking our bench, though, unfortunately. Uh, there's a Luke Keary further down. Further down we go, the, the thinner it gets at the moment. I think Luai's not a bad shout. He, I think he's getting better and better. I mean, he's only young. I don't, and mind. He's only... don't mind that. Let's, I think it's, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think it's a bit of a risky pick, but... Not a terrible pick, I guess, at, uh, where are we, round 10? So, Jerome Lowe at 76, Jackson Ford at 77. That's a bit of an early one. Yeah, I don't mind that as well. It's considered where we are. What what have we got in the way of centers and wing of fullbacks left? Because that's what we need. Yeah, so let's have a look. Centers, we have oh, Tyron Peachy, a bit too Tony. Risky. Oh, late pick Tony could be Tony Staggs, he's not till, he's mid-year-ish, not back till when, mid-year? But... Yeah, he's a while away. Joey Manu, Jack Bird, Dane Gagai. So there Stephen is quite, yeah, there's quite a lot of centers, and that's why they're, you don't really need to look at them early. There's just so many that you can choose from. Like, even you and Aitken, I think he's going to have a breakout year again with the Warriors, considering how well he did with yeah. the Dragons. Um, he, also, it's someone like Latrell hasn't gone yet as well. No. Sneakily. Well, let's have a check, though. We've got Brian To'o at 78, Nakora at 79, Curtis Sirinan 80, Josh Alloye at 81, and Elias Katoa at 82. Rounding back towards the players that are actually participating in this draft. So are you uh, thinking a winger fullback here or a centre? I think we don't really need to look at centres that much at the moment. Yeah, you could snag someone like a James Roberts even. Oh, boy. Yeah, later on. He'll still be there, I think. I think winger fullbacks Chance. are harder to pick a good one. Val Holmes, Latrell. I think Latrell's going to be a sneakily good pick here if he doesn't yeah. go um, in the next two rounds because these guys are actually focusing on it. I think if Latrell goes, who are you looking at? Um, Val could be a good option because he's kicking goals this year. Chance? Um, Daniel Tupo always seems to score so well. Chance, I don't mind as well. Even the sauce could be the interesting. Source. I don't mind the sauce um, at the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs is going to have a good year, I think. So could be fed a few tries. Um, but I mean, it, the pan, like Cleary and Luai are just as good at feeding wingers as yeah. Reynolds and Walker. Um, anyway, Luke Brooks went at 83 and Jai Arrow went at 84, which leaves 
Uh, us with the decision to make, but I think Latrell seems like a very good pick here. Yeah, Happy with yeah, Look at very... Tupo's average, 44. Yeah, I know, I was looking at that. What is going on? That's insane. That's 13 games. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Latrell is probably a... Luttrell. Yeah. So Latrell, his average pick is 103, and he's going for us at 85. Yeah, so could arguably be taking him early, but that's all right. Now I think it's centers. better. Yeah, centers. I think there's plenty of center stocks for us to choose from now, which is good. Do you think, or do you think we look at bench and pick centers even later? Ooh, like if possibly. you go back to the overall and look, see what sort of middle forwards you got going at the moment. Um, because yep. you could could be able to snag someone like a or Adam Elliott still there. So just while you were talking, because it's all auto picked after us. Fatala Mariner, 86. Sean Lane, 87. Sam Stone, 88. Liam Martin, 89. Jake Clifford, strange 90. Um, and Felice Kafusi in 91. Luke Keery's still there for a bench half. A bench half. I mean, it could be good to, to compare him and, Ju- and Jerome Luai. Uh, or do you want to go for a middle foot? There's not a huge... There's not great stocks in middle forwards. It might be good to pull a half out of here for other yeah, people. Yeah, I reckon pull a half and then we can pick up. Even something like an Andrew Fafita hasn't gone, who could be okay um, picking him up late as well. Yeah. I reckon pick up a Luke Keery here, though. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. We'll chuck him on the bench. Awesome. Very comfortable late pick up. One I second. Think. Sorry about that. Um, so we're looking at centers now, and the guys just before us have gone. So we've got 93, Sione Katoa, 94, Jaden Braley, 95, Blake Laurie, 96, Adam Dewey, and 97, Brendan Smith. Do you even think that we don't need, we still leave centers another round to pick up maybe another middle forward like your Adam Elliott? Um, I know I've said him a few times now, but. Luke Thompson as well could be interesting there. Um, yeah, there are a couple of middle forwards that um, might be very good handy bench bench fillers there. We could pick up some edges is going to be our concern because we've got our our um, Julies yeah. both sitting and as edge forwards. Yeah, we really do need an edge, but I think considering Adam Elliott's form last year, I mean he's an obvious choice here. I think I think it's hard to go past as well. The next best edge is Kevil Pickow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tino. Oh. Sorry, I got got lost to Tino. <laughs> got lost in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Oh, as much as much as I really want him to do well this year, fantasy-wise, I just can't see him doing well. Oh, it's our turn. Yep. So I think uh, Adam Elliott, pretty safe pick yeah. in the middle. Could yeah, even like push Joe Tarpany for a spot in our starting squad, to be honest. Uh, depends how they go at the Bulldogs there. Yeah. Speaking of my boy, Michael Leisha. So just before we picked up, I think Adam I missed Elliot. a couple. So yeah. we had Dan Tupo at 98, Ewan Aitken at 99, Ooh. Josh Hodson at 100. Then we picked up Elliot at 101, Foran at 102, Blake Braley, 103, Peachy, 104, Brett Morris, 105, Matt Dufty, 106, and Dale Finucane, 107. Right. 
big so decision what's to make. Bench looking like at the moment. What have we got? We've got Elliot and Kiri and a mid forward. We probably want a, a an edge and then a winger fullback center or something like that. Yeah. Jed Sua could be interesting. Yeah, Sua is not a bad shout. I'm just not sure on the rotation of the Rabbitohs there and if he's going to still play Manu. A. Boy, oh boy. Do we go an edge or should we take a center now? I, think uh, Joey I don't think the might. edges are going anytime soon. So I think Joey Manu is pretty, pretty handy. If we can pick up a Tony Staggs late, he's worth a stash in my opinion as well. Yeah, take that bench spot. So we'll go yeah. with Joey Manu. Yeah, pick in the center. And he went very, very late. His average position was around the 80s, and we took him at 108. It's very good. Yeah, I love that from us. People aren't really looking at centers, and even if they are, they've picked sort of interesting options, in my opinion. You know, uh, UNA can tell me a good pick this year, but even then, over someone like Joey Marner, who's just so safe, um, yep. I find that kind of interesting. Absolutely. So Tom Trebojevic went straight after us at 109 as well. Oh, turbo. I forgot about that. But yeah, don't mind it. It's fine. I mean, when you've got the likes of Nofaluma, Tishek and Luttrell, um, yeah. Tommy would have been a good addition on the bench, I think, but um, not a huge loss. Obviously, lots of risk there. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think? We're looking at a bench spot here for an edge or are we looking to finish off our centers? No, I'm looking at edge spot. I think. Um, Let's have a look at what edge stocks are available. Yeah. Uh, so the next type is Hudson Young. Uh, Dunham would be happy if we picked him up. <laughs> uh, never mind, he has gone. <laughs> what I picked <laughs> out. So 110, Tino for Silmala Awi. Jared Croker at 111. Hudson Young, 112. Luke Garner, 113. Katoni Staggs, 114. Damn Unfortunately, it. we will not be picking up Tony. Damn. Otherwise, so, do you think a Hess would be good here, or do you think we go with someone a bit more safe in Sua? Yeah, I, I know Bill Kickouts. Yeah, I think so. I know Bill Kickouts there, but I just don't see him scoring well. He's just one Hated. of those players. Yeah, he's, he plays he just, sixty and he's lazy and relies <laughs> on one bar drove a try where it's a line break. It's just such. No, it's no good. Don't like it. But if you give it a scroll down, see if there's any other sneaky... Uh, friend of the show, though. Friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love your haircut, though, Billy. <laughs> uh, so, Ooh, Jordan Ricky at 115, and Bill Kickow went at 116. So, yeah, now it's our fine. turn. There's a Tupanua. Oh, there's not really a lot, is there? Andrew Davey? Or a Harawira Naira, depending on teams. Bit risky, but, it, but definitely a bench spot, so we can take a bit of a risk, take a bit of a punt. I think Harawira Naira is not a bad shout if you can break into that. I think squad. we can pick him up later. I well, think. then maybe I, we. Do you reckon we forego? Or do you reckon um, miss the edge forwards altogether and look at it? Yeah, I think if Harawira Naira is still there, we can afford to take like a Jack Bird here instead. Stephen Crichton. Ooh. Yeah, what do you We've reckon? Got seven or oh, sixteen seconds. Um, I froth Stephen Crichton. I reckon he looks so good. Otherwise, a Jack Jack Bird's just I'm not entirely sure about him. Um, Injury where he's prone. Play. Yeah, yeah, I think we go Stephen Crichton, and if he can be up Jack Bird late, maybe. Yeah, Crichton with the year under his belt, and he's only going to get better at the Panthers. There, I think yeah, he's a pretty pretty safe center spot. So. Something like Little. Have they gone yet? No, those kinds of players haven't, which is interesting. I guess it is only an eight man squad, and most of it is being uh auto selected so can't hold too much weight on some of these picks 
Um, Josh Mansour at 118, Chans at 119, Jack Bird 120. God, it's come back to us already. Xavier Coates at 121, Brent Naden 122, and Heimel Hunt at 123. And then a bench, we've got a half and a mid. Yep, and we probably need a winger fullback center, dually if we can, and then a an edge. We definitely need an edge. Okay, yeah. we're going for an edge. Let's have a look. What do we got? What do we got? James Sewer. Sewer's still looking pretty good. Uh, but then you've got the likes of, you know, your, your Corey Harawira and Naya. But I think because it's an eight-man squad, you go with the safe bet, right? Yeah, I think so. And then you can pick him up off the RFAs. I don't reckon they even get picked up. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be picking off up up off the RFAs in an eight-man squad when uh, everyone's teams are so stacked still. Like eight-man, you're still getting players that are averaging 40-plus, really. I reckon you can pick up a Boyd Cordner before he comes back in if he plays 80 and slots Absolutely. straight back in onto an edge and bumps out Tupanua, then I think he'll be a good pick-up. Although then you have both um, both Roosters' edges. Yeah, then it gets a bit more difficult to sort out your squad. <laughs> You've got to hope the Roosters get a win, eh? <laughs> yeah, so, don't have them both on a buy round. Yeah, correct. Uh, so if we're looking for a centre winger fullback, are we looking at like a, a Dane Gagai or a Talau? Or what, what, do we want a dually or should we just look and focus on one position? You let me get a Connor Watson. Ooh, that's a good shout. That's a very good shout. So Scott Drinkwater at 125 as well. Uh, yeah, nice. No. So let, what are those players that we should be looking at, I guess, now that definitely won't go early? Yeah, see, right now you want to cover as many positions as you possibly can on your bench for uh, the best you can. So someone like Connor Watson for me is a huge value pick because he covers that all-important hooker spot as well as slots into your mid. Um, yep. which is big for us. So we big don't, in general. Yeah, we don't have a bench hooker, which everyone, when they're drafting, should have a bench hooker. I think that's one of the things we've probably missed um, so far. And Connor Watson has just gone at 126, which would have been a yeah, perfect that's... bench hooker. Oh, uh, the rig. We could have had both rigs in Twile and Connor Watson. <laughs> captain or vice-captain. So let's. we're going to have to look at a hooker then for our bench. I think that's the most important position to cover. Especially Appy can get a bit oh, injured. Huge Mitch Rain. So oh, yeah, we don't think Cam Smith's going to the Titans. So I think Mitch Rain is an obvious pick, but yeah. um, we'll see if these guys pick him up. So let's have a look. So one twenty-seven is Corey Thompson. One twenty-eight Dane Gagai. One twenty-nine Tommy Talau, and one thirty Matt Ikavalu. Yeah, so nice. our last pick is going to be for an eight-man squad. Our last pick is one thirty-three, which is yeah, there's still quality players there. Yeah, far out. Eight-man leagues are much easier than 16-man leagues. Must be on the train last pick. <laughs> yeah, our, t- our league is a 16-man league, so watch out. You've got to be halfway through your squad and at one pick 133, so think of that. Yeah, far out. Halfway through our squad and I the slim picking sort of... Yep. Oh, yeah. You're know. only going to have, what, eight, eight players picked at this point yeah. or nine players picked. So yeah. Aaron Woods at 131. We need a bench hooker. Who are you looking at? We've got... Mitch Rain, we've got Wade Egan, we've got uh, Little. What are you? Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah, look, I'm, I like Mitch Rain because he's got a much higher ceiling uh, and seems to score a little bit more consistency. Wade Egan, I really like as well, but he only seems to get around that 45 averaging mark. Um, and Jacob Little, I don't think he's going to play 80, and I do like him, and I think he'll score around that 45 point mark um, of 60 minutes or so, which is really good. If he plays 80, then he's definitely someone to look to pick up. I think Mitch Rain will play 80, assuming the Tyrant Peach or someone like that doesn't take minutes off him. 
depending yeah. on what the Titans do with that bench rotation, and yeah, it'll be big. I've got a feeling with Tino there. I think Peachy might be taking a bit of time off Rain, but I still think he's value in that spot, especially as a bench hooker. I mean, you got Appy, you're not going to be changing it. Rain's just going to be your backup. So I think it's pretty safe to pick Rain as our number 17, um, which could it could be pretty good for Tino if if Tyron Peachy takes the a bit of the hooking duties at the Titans. But um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what that rotation is going to look like? And yeah. that is it. Our 17 has been picked. Do you want to? Do you want to go through the squad? Yeah, absolutely do. So at starting hook, we've got Appy Corazal. And then in our mids, we've got Nathan Brown, Alex Twile. In our edges, we've got Joe Tarpany, Angus Crichton, and Cam Murray. You've skipped that a bit there. Joe Tarpany, Angus Crichton. Three three mids, two edges. Oh, yeah, my bad. Um, Halves, Jerome Hughes. Hughes, And then Jerome Luai. We love the the Jeromes, both friends of the show. In our centres, we've got Joey Manu and Stephen Crichton. And then in our wing of fullbacks, we've got Nofaluma, RTS, boy, the baby cows on that one. And then Latrell sitting pretty in our wing fullbacks as well. Um, and then on our bench, we've got Luke Keary as our backup half, Adam Elliott as a backup mid, Sua on the edge, and Mitch Rain as our backup hooker. So Very comfortable. Very, very good squad, but I mean, for an eight-man league, it's probably probably about right. Most of your team's going to be pretty much guns. It's going to come down to, I guess, who we captain and our matchups. Yeah, we're probably going to really focus on that. But I think a safe bet is to have our captain as Crichton. Yeah, and ooh, a big shout for our vice captain, even though it won't matter. Who do you think? I'm going Appy. Pretty safe. Yeah. Fair. Um. Could we have done anything better? What do you reckon? Oh, no. Nah. The way those first six rounds went, I'm very happy with our forward line. I think you've got absolute weapons there. Um, I don't think we could have done any better there, possibly. Um, yeah, interested with Jerome Hughes to see how he goes compared to last year, averaging 50.6 last year. Um, yeah, intrigued to see if he's a weapon and whether we took him a bit early and we should have, should have looked elsewhere, but... Um, nah, look, still pretty comfortable with that compared to where we are. Very happy with our centers and our winger fullbacks. So, very happy. Yeah, I think we did well. Uh, we left center and winger fullbacks until late, which you should be doing anyway. They're not exactly huge picks. It'll be a bit more difficult in a 16-man squad or a you know a much larger team, um, a much larger league to pick the center and winger fullbacks, but you shouldn't pick those early unless you've got like a Teddy sitting there that just hasn't been picked yet. That's the only reason you'd uh, take a winger fullback. Um, but you should really be putting an emphasis on your edges, I think, this year, just because there isn't, because of the the change in fairness, the rule change for fantasy, how second, there's no second rowers and front rowers anymore. It's moved that lock position to your middle forwards. The edges are very scarce, like good high scoring edges are quite scarce. So I think um, looking for a good edge and a good hooker, as we've already discussed, hookers are quite scarce as well. They're your two priority areas. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Well, I think the thing for us is going to be hard is um, if we get an injury in our centres or winger fullbacks, who are you dropping on the bench at the yeah, moment? Yeah, good point. We're well, going to have to drop someone like Jaden Silva probably or even a Mitch Rain because there's actually a few hookers still around um, and try and pick up someone that you can replace and slot into your winger fullbacks or your centres. Yeah, um, it's, always the, it's always the issue you have when you're drafting 
with only eight with eight man leagues. You're gonna have just gun players on your interchange, and you're gonna have gun players on the free agents anyway. Like if you need to get a winger fullback, you're just gonna have to bite the bullet and drop one, knowing that there's gonna be plenty on the bench uh, on, on the free agents list anyway for you next week. So you've just got to um, hope. I I always hate it when I drop a player and then they're picked up next week. I hate when that happens because you just know you know when you've dropped him, you're like, I'm never gonna see you again, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and you've just got to bite the bullet and do it though to fix your team. That's the problem. I don't think here Jake Gavarillo went, so I'm intrigued to see if yeah. some active people be willing to trade where you can offer like a two for one, you know, try and get one really good player and offer two of ours out and free up a bench spot somewhere. And that way we can actually bring in someone like a Jake Avrilla who will eventually become a Julie in the half in the centers. And it'll be really yeah. good to slot into a center for us. If um, I would say if Kiri has a if Kiri has a bit of a, a dull first round, I would almost be dropping Kiri for Avrilo, just because he covers the halves and the centers. And Avrilo might he might do as well as Kiri, just given his average last year, Kiri of around 40, 45. Avrilo might match that, and being a dually just has a lot more to offer, and he'll cover that center spot, which we don't have cover for currently. So yeah. that's something to look. You, you just got to look out for those players that are duallys. That yeah, they might average a little bit less than some of the players that you have on your bench, but because they're DPPs, you kind of need to have them for cover, especially if you don't have anyone else, because you, yeah. you don't want to be caught uh, stranded one round, and then you get someone picking up all the good centers the next round, and you've left with an injured center in your team. You just can't have that. You'll lose every every week. Yeah. Yeah. And I always find it valued, you know, having someone playing, you know, like a, a half playing in your wing of fullbacks or your centers. I think that's that's huge value for me. So Jack Averillo, if he plays six, will look really good in our centers, even though we already have Joey Marno and Stephen Crichton. If something happens there, you know, that'll that'll look really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's even a case to put Averillo in there over Crichton, um, just because you'll get his hands on the ball and be involved in a lot more play. Just depending, yeah. it depends how he plays first round and, um, oh, if he even plays first round because of his uh, injury coming into round one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely value there. There's there's a lot of players we probably haven't touched on that are that are still haven't been picked. Actually, that might be something to do quickly. Let's have a look at what the free agents look like and um, who hasn't been picked up. Um, so, the most notable ones. Uh, Michael Morgan still sitting on the free agents list. Juicy. He's a very good pick. I think Scott Drinkwater, um, in as long as Scott Drinkwater is pairing him in the halves, probably won't be doing a lot of the kicking, and Morgan will be doing a lot more of the controlling of the team. Jeremy Marshall um, King's an interesting one with the. Oh no, he's not Julie anymore. And it's I think he's in. He did a list Frank injury, but I think he's back. Yeah, he's injured for, for the first couple of rounds. I think. Oh, okay. But I think, um, actually, uh, given the trial squads, I think Drinkwater is at fullback and Clifford is at 5'8". Did you see uh, the... Yeah, yep. So they will, they'll do that for the um, for the trial games, but I think come round one, Val will slot back into fullback and they'll drop Clifford and put Scotty Drinkwater back to six. Probably not too much um, to read into then, I guess. Nah, I don't think so. Scotty Drinkwater, he, you know, he's made it known that he wants to lock down that number six jersey. Um, and, you know, keep that position long-term. And Val, we all know what he can offer. So I don't think that they'll... They won't drop him altogether. Obviously, he'll go to a wing. Worst comes to worst. And they might put someone like Hammer. Or even maybe Scotty Drinkwater to fullback. But I don't think so. Yeah. So as you were saying, we've got Fafita uh, on the bench. Oh, on the bench. On the free agents list. We've got Wade Graham, Christian Welch. Uh, there's there's a lot of players here. Jordan McLean. Yeah. 
I, it's so hard, right? You win a, in an eight-man league, it's there's just going to be a lot of players that you're like, oh, they could be really good. But then you look at your squad and you're just like, geez, how do I how do I fit them in? A Lockie Lamb as well sitting there. Yeah, I agree. Who do you think is going to be the dominant half there at the Roosters, Lamb or Kiri? Kiri will be the um, the controlling half, I think, given his experience and um, match awareness. Lockie Lamb will be the running running six. So I should have. I should have made that question more clear. Who do you think will be the dominant fantasy half <laughs> at the Roosters? Uh, hard one to pick, given Luke Keary's usual scoring is just very underwhelming. Um, but if he does all the kicking this year, I think the Luke Keary will be, um, which might be an unpopular opinion, but I think Luke Keary will be. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. I'd, I'd see Lockie Lamb as more of the ball player running the ball at the line. Uh, mm type of 5'8 there, and Kiri, yeah, just sitting back doing a lot of the kicking. Like, uh, well, actually, he's never really done that before. He's always been the running running half, hasn't he? Who, Luke Kiri? Yeah, Kiri. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think so. He's um, He does he, lots of tries. He, he seems to wrap up, yeah. um, to rack up, I think. Uh, anything else you want to add? Or I think that basically covers everything. Yeah, I think so. We're very, very comfortable on our team here. I think we've got lots of um, lots of players that we can slot in if we um, if we seem to succumb to injuries, but uh, very comfortable. Yeah, very good team. Very good hit out for the first mock draft I've done this year, so yep. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, very happy. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, Moon. Really, really enjoyed this, actually. It gives you a good bit of a good insight into what our drafting is going to be like in a, in the, in a week's <laughs> time. So uh, can't wait for that. Should be very yeah. exciting. Can't wait. Very nervous for a 16-man league compared to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be hard to pick those uh, late-round players. You, they're, they're going to be very scarce. Yep. Righto. Absolutely. Cheers, Moon. Talk to you, right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, mate.